looks around at the Knights of the Vale. Are you sure you want to do this? It's not what I want. It's what honor demands. And what does honor demand? That I defend my family from those who would harm us. That I would defend the North from those who would betray us. All right, then. Get on with it. You stand accused of murder. You stand accused of treason. How do you answer these charges? Vince McMahon. That's Reverse Rail, and I'm Rob E. Targaryen, third of his name, breaker of fourth walls, crowned prince of nuanced storytelling. And on this episode, we're discussing a fallen empress, WrestleMania dog cage, and new, the cash out, American assery, and cash shit. Because this, this is the cash shit podcast. I'm going to keep that in there, too, because... (laughs) (laughs) I just knew you were going to say, how do you answer these charges, Rhea Ripley? <laughs> Baby, she's already on, she's on the wall. If you, if you, and my, and my, and my seven realms, seven kingdoms, this has been dead. The, she, she's, oh, the, she's like the ironborn um, chick that they had the boats and shit. I'd have been killed her ass. Um, not that they killed her, they didn't kill her, but I would have killed her. Um, but no, yeah, and, and yeah, she's Ned Stark in my in my Game of Thrones. She's out of here in oh. episode seven. Head is gone. Okay. Yeah, it's given. Right. Uh, Renita Baker, as I called her tonight, I would have took her that little, <laughs> little that whole little coif and little black lipstick. You would have seen her, seen her on a stick. Yeah. She would have been gone. I okay. So we, I feel like we start every episode recently with talking about the women, and there's just that is what that is. Well, you know, um, that's what we do. We love the women. We do. We do. And if anybody, and people are beginning to listen more, but for those listening, they already know that and you'll deal. Um, when you book the way they're booking and it's kind of that round robin booking that they did with the upper mid card during the Attitude Era. And it worked because you had this this uh, this spectrum and this range of talent. You could do that hot potato with, or you had you know eight main eventers, so that belt could drop to anyone at any point in time, and it would be believable. Mm-hmm. You don't have the saturation of talent at the top of the women's card to be doing all of that. And also, I say that to say, like, it's it wouldn't be it really wouldn't affect the overall dynamic of the programs and of that upper tier if I lose to you one week, you lose to that uh, some other guy the next week, and I beat that guy. It kind of levels everybody back out. So Yeah, that 50-50 booking they do all the time. Right. And so and the, the, way, the reason it's not working right now is because recently no one has beat Rhea Ripley. So it's beginning to make everybody look crazy because as much as then this is not about how I feel about the performer that is Oscar. I love that woman. I truly do. I'm beginning to love her more just because she's being booked so shittily and it makes me angry and want to advocate for her. Shittily. Shittily. Um, (laughs) And so it's making, it's enduring her to me more. But the thing about it is, is with that being said, like I knew going into that event, that's who you have to pin. She's the weakest link in this triple threat per how she's been booked. So that's who gets pinned in this to salvage everybody else. But then on the back of the back of that, she's now lost clean to this woman three times. And you can't tell me that this woman has her number with a pump handle slam 
And Charlotte hasn't beaten her recently with all she has in her arsenal. And so then you come out today and you have another Charlotte and Oscar match, which, listen, never going to complain about that. It's the mm-hmm, singing, it's, mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. our singing Ric Flair. I'm never going to complain about it. It never gets old to me because those two find a way to keep that thing fresh. But with that being said, you have Oscar go over, go over her again, and that's to salvage Oscar. But now you make Charlotte look a little less threatening. And it's in, and it's also it's her second time going over Oscar. I mean, Charlotte recently, um, by dubious means, you know, by by a distraction, and and that you could say, you know, well, Charlotte should be bigger than being distracted by somebody outside the ring. She's a pro at this. She's the dirtiest uh, player in the game now. She should be able to kind of work around that. But you know, it isn't the clean win that I we that we've been arguing about Oscar getting. And per a recent graphic, um, in terms of head to head since WrestleMania thirty four, um, that now puts Oscar five over over Charlotte and um with Charlotte having four wins over Asuka. And, um, but it's still not the win Asuka needs over, over Charlotte. And now all of that's getting lost in translation. See, I'm glad you said that because that completely contradicts everyone's problem with Charlotte versus Asuka. And that's that fact that Charlotte always goes over. That is clearly not the case because they were just tied and now Asuka is mm-hmm. up one. But I do get your point that Oscar's wins are a lot less um, impactful and memorable than Charlotte's wins over her. Because if you go back and look, you know, Charlotte has the WrestleMania win. Then she has the win on SmackDown for the uh, SmackDown title right before mm-hmm. uh, the triple threat at WrestleMania. You know, I honestly can't tell you other than tonight and the time prior, not too long ago, I can't tell you the other two times Oscar beat Charlotte. I don't remember what shows they were on. I don't. Remember yeah, and one beat Charlotte. And one on one competition. It's the three of them. Three of them recently have been when she went over her after Nia injured her before her break. She went over her then. Um, she went over her as well. The That's the one times. I remember. That's the other one. Yeah, she went over her two times with, with because of because of Rhea causing a distraction. Um, it's not been ever. It's not that I know of. And then when she went out, they're not counting that in the one on ones. But she went over Charlotte and Becky in that ladder match at TLC. Yeah, the TLC. That was, that was yeah. a ladder match. That wasn't. She's not had a decisive. I knocked that bitch out. I tapped that bitch out. Like, and she was healthy. Like, she's not had that decisive. I've gone over Charlotte victory. But I mean, if if you make it a matter of you know death by numbers, then you know, here we go. And and you can that can be their argument is that that and but but the booking the way I would have booked it tonight, and Grant, not this is not me just claiming to know any and everything or to have ever done what these people do. But tonight, Oscar takes another L and goes home for a while. Cause I because at this point, like, she'd have to rack up a string of victories. And, and and not and not like roll up, not pin, like you know, like not like a like mm-hmm. a, a, a oops pin. Mm-hmm. Like Char- she, Oscar needs to get back to knocking bitches out. It would just it needs to be nothing but knocking bitches' heads completely off. And it needs to be it needs to be decisive. Corey Graves was trying to um sell the story um after the victory on commentary um about Oscar salvaging herself and you know making up for last night, but that's not what I watched. Um, I At saw all. her get lucky. I saw her. Mm-hmm. I saw Oscar get lucky, and 
catch Charlotte because she had to dispatch uh because Charlotte had to dispatch of Rhea during the match. That's what I saw. Now that now you're you're trying to sell me on the fact that Asuka's back to like not being a loser. It, uh, no, that's that's not what I just saw. Right. And they tried to they tried to break it up by having they tried to have they tried to break it up by having her go for that roll up and then Charlotte roll out of that roll up and go for the figure like they tried to like not make it immediate so that it looked like more of a win but any no. roll up is a one two okay I I got you quickly thank God that was you know, any roll up is a luck yeah, yeah it's I luck agree. pins you know I mean. It is what it is. He did, however, Corey Graves, I'm speaking of, have a tremendous call during Charlotte's entrance when he said last names can get you opportunity, but last names can't make you one of the greats. <laughs> and listen, Which means baby. our good queen had to put in the work. Listen, baby. Unlike a certain new SmackDown tag team champion. <laughs> and please believe that I am. Oh, I'm so sick. I am so sick. But- to bounce Dominic over to Mysterio, that, to, to, anyway. to, to bounce up, well, I will say this real quick. Hide whatever inadequacy they thought would be there. And I get the formula on that. But what I will say in that time, what that also did and what that kind of also uncovered is that y'all been sleeping on Ray. And y'all haven't really been using him to his best ability because Ray went in there and cut the fuck up on Sunday. <laughs> oh, but and, it also kind of devalues the dirty dogs because... How y'all couldn't dispatch of this one little man um in all that time that y'all had? And yeah. when his son that y'all beat the shit out of and threw a whole sofa on backstage <laughs> came in, it took them not long to beat y'all as soon as he got there, even though he was half dead last time we saw him. Like <clears throat> things like that just don't make sense to me. I don't like the stupid booking like that. Uh uh, not, not. There's a way of getting over in a loss, but there's also a way of looking like complete and utter trash in a loss, and that's what the dirty dogs look like. In, incomparable, um, and, incomparable isn't it? Incompetent. Not them, what I being, not them being a wafer delivery team and just throwing the captain. Uh, I um, it, listen, it was, I tackled, I tackled, and I, I fell out. But um, what made it even? Michael Cole was phoning it in all of Sunday night. And it was so crazy because during that match, he was like, you know, yeah, nothing can really speak for, you know, the experience with the Dirty Dogs. And it was like, first off, because Pat called it, but I was even in that moment thinking, it's not a matter of needing experience. It's two on fucking one. Like, two on one is giving, we're going to figure this shit out, especially against a man that's like five foot. But outside of that, um, Pat McCaffrey was like, well, Ray has a bit of experience himself. Like, Cole was just like, what was he trying to say? He was trying to say that, like, experience um, was kind of what... Just speaking to the experience of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode as veterans and how their veteran experience was playing into how they were handling Rey Mysterio. But at the time, it was, like, before Dominic came out, so it was just the two of them beating the smooth dog shit out of Rey Mysterio. So it was like, you got to be nuttier than squirrel shit to think that this is a matter of experience. This is a matter of two on... It's a matter of odds. You know, if he is right, because at this at this point, Rude and Ziggler's combined experience is probably just reaching Ray's. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, and that was like, and Pat even said it kind of like, well, Ray's got a ton. Of, okay. Like, it was, a, and like, Pat is kind of like already running circles around around Cole in a weird way. And it's like, Pat, Pat McAfee, best thing on commentary now. Listen, and swinging back to, back to the women. So, um, yeah, that, that strange booking is, um, I don't like it because they, like, tonight, like, in order to make her viable again, which, you know, if she's not going on a break, you got to make her viable again. In order to make her viable again, you have to go over Charlotte. But you did it in a weak way. I don't really want to see it. Um, just just being honest. Well, they like, were trying to I'll at the same another, time. Go ahead. They were trying to what? Oh, no, you go ahead. They're, they're trying. They were trying to, at the same time, keep Charlotte strong while also making Asuka strong again. And... You can't really do that when Oscars look like trash lately because you either do it this way, which does nothing for either, or you do it where Oscar goes over Charlotte in a decisive way, but then that makes Charlotte look like, well, you just lost this woman who ain't been able to beat anybody in the past couple of months. Like, it's just... I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Again, it's that 50-50 booking. And like you said last week, this is another example of Raw running in place because now we're not even in place anymore. We're running in fucking circles. We're running in circles with this. Yeah. And I'm, and you've got options. You've got very, very viable options to break some of this up. Um, did I say you've got enough women's division Mm. give or take you got enough women's division to almost have like we talked about like a floating tv title to float between brands you like you you've you probably got like four or five that, you, that could occupy a secondary belt i mean you've got you know and, and not but this it's a full division um but in some areas that are like it's people also on the roster that you forget are even on the rosters at this point well they so, have a tag team title that they don't even <laughs> That don't they even don't even use, use correctly, right? Yeah, that they don't even use so, correctly. So, my thing is break this thing up, like before it get like how we were just saying how we need um, Bobby to get some new opponents. It's it's become it's going to become the same thing for Rhea. Um, and 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 yeah. what's even worse about it is that like she's a less impressive champion than Bobby Lashley, of course. You know, so of course she is. Uh, yeah, tying everybody up in. The tag divisions on each brand is weird when you when you've got enough between the two brands to really like you really only need at any given point in time four to six you know major teams going at it for a tag belts in my in my in my opinion at least for those tag belts you really don't need uh, a whole bunch of carrying on to make this like something eventful and to watch I mean like like we said about NXT you can literally have that that feud go back and forth between uh Wolfpack and and the way and I'll be fine. And you could start some sub feuds where maybe like maybe two or three more teams. Like tonight they did a, a good movie that we said they should have done a while back, which was start a sub feud between Ravishing Glow and Sexy Muscle Friends. Um where it was kind of like, you know, a little standoff and it was giving well girl, I don't really see well girl, I don't see it either. Like it needs to kind of be that. Um you could pair Carmella up with somebody to get to get her, you know, shaking and moving on that side because she's not doing anything. But that's also somebody like there's there, there's that weird middle cut, like middle crust that could be doing something else. Like, especially if you brand it how they branded a North American title where it's like 
it's not a step down or a step over. It's just like an additional title that has some prestige. And that's something like that Bailey would be a good inaugural champion for. You've also got Carmella kind of like sitting in flux. Um, whenever somebody decides to get back into play, you still got Vanessa Bourne sitting backstage somewhere. You still got Mia Yim. You still got Nikki Cross sitting backstage somewhere. Um, I think they're getting ready to break up Asuka. I'm not Asuka, but excuse me, Naya and Shayna. You got, you know, you've got options for a secondary title so that everything doesn't have to be like flooded in one particular area or focused on like straps to the degree that they become devices. So I don't know. I, I just I running in place is still is is what is even after a pay-per-view fallout, it's still running in place. What with that being said, before we continue, a decent roll. A decent roll. It was much better than it has been. I actually enjoyed the show. It was a good show. Um, I think I, I'll, I'll take the running in place thing and, and just raise you running in circles because that's more <laughs> of what it is at this point. They are running in circles. Like, if they had a chance to move on to get to this one-on-one rematch from last year's WrestleMania from Charlotte and um, Rhea, but now Asuka has been Charlotte, so now Asuka can be like, well, I pinned Charlotte, so I deserve it. Again, we're running in circles with the same people, and then we move over to the WWE title picture, and we're we're clearly going to head to Bobby and Drew and Helen to sell. And for me, You're that's good. a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword for um these reasons exactly. When you do a Helen to sell, yes, it is supposed to be the culmination of a story. Don't just throw two people in the cell because it happens to be the next damn pay-per-view. No, it needs to be a reason. They need to hate each other and need to be in the cell. That's the last thing they need to do to stop and finish this feud and come up with a decisive winner. But at the same time, you need to kind of keep the storyline fresh and keep the feud fresh and make us want. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre wrestle one-on-one again for a couple of years at this point. And tonight they had Kofi go over Bobby and I would love for Kofi and Bobby to have a cute little, you know, one, two month uh, feud, you know, before we get to SummerSlam. That'd be great because they don't have anybody else on the damn face side to go against Bobby Lashley, but you can plug Kofi right in there. He'll give Bobby some great matches. It'll be some good mic work back and forth between New Day and um, MVP. And get a couple good matches out of it. And then we move on to SummerSlam, whatever that that brings. But we're clearly going right back to Bobby and Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre has legitimately been in the title picture since January 2020. Yeah. When he won the Royal Rumble, that yeah. is nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, that's definitely. I, I need to go and look at how many you know consecutive title matches he's been in on pay per view. But yeah, since then, it's definitely the complaint that people would have had about John Cena at, at any given point in time. Um, it's definitely like you can't even have that complaint about Charlotte. She's taken a couple of breaks. She's uh, she's sitting the tag division for a second. Um, she did an NXT tour last year. Uh, and this is tiring. And yeah, this is her first title program since losing to EO last year. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Mm-hmm. But not even that. I mean, even even around that time, like Charlotte hasn't been near. Charlotte hasn't been near one of the two main titles since WrestleMania of, of, of the year before thirty five. 
Right? Well, people people are gonna hate her regardless. I'm sure she, she had she, she, a title match or two in there somewhere. No, no, I'm no, I'm, but I'm talking about like I think she only held a title briefly during that time, right? Because she held she she lost the SmackDown title at WrestleMania 35. She regained it at mm-hmm. Money in the Bank and lost it to Bailey immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the last time she's held I, the Raw I think SmackDown she, title. I, I believe. No, I think she she won it back from Bailey, and that's when Bailey did the haircut what? and all that. Oh, on yeah. SmackDown, right? Bailey's uh-huh. Bailey's Bailey did the yeah, haircut, haircut and, and came, yeah. snatched it back, and then Bailey kept it from that point forward. Right. That Charlotte was the last time Charlotte she, has, she has not had a Raw or SmackDown title since then. So yeah, I kind of don't want to hear it. <laughs> I kind of don't yeah. want to hear it. Let, I mean, let like, the masses tell it. She just had it two weeks ago. Let, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of do not want to hear. I kind of don't care. Don't like. Don't bring it up. To be really honest, um, I haven't. She's not been near it in a smooth minute. But I think they have enough juice for, if not like a secondary title, they have a or a floating title between the two. They definitely because they've got combined. Ross might not have have combined more women than NXT has. Um, they could definitely run better programming. If not that, it's time for something like a Queen of the Ring type gimmick situation that could be used to propel somebody into a given direction. Uh, maybe find a different name for it or maybe leave it the Queen so that we have that rivalry built in with Charlotte the minute the person wins. Um, well, but yeah, that, it's time okay. for something. Go ahead. About that Queen of the Ring. About that Queen of the Ring. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that if you're going to do that, you have to start setting up and building for that. And it has to come like next year, because imagine they do queen of the ring next month. They started. Who's going to be in a tournament. The same women we see on SmackDown and Raw every week. And if it's not those women, and if it's the one sitting backstage, then it, stupid because why does Nikki Cross even qualify to be <laughs> in a Queen of the Ring tournament? Why does Carmella quali- qualify? Why does Mia Yim qualify? You know, see what I'm saying? So yeah, no, no, at I this point, if they do it, it's going to be Oscar, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. Bailey. You know, it's going to be the and, same and, and, exact and you're supposed so, to You're supposed to use that to break right. somebody. You're supposed to use that to break somebody. And if they do do it, it would need to be in tandem with the king of the ring. It needs to be a whole situation because then they can play off with that. You know, whoever wins on the men's side, it can become a whole moment. Um, yeah, it does have. I, I, it doesn't need to be anytime soon. But I'm just trying to think of what can what they can do to kind of spice up and give the division and both divisions feuds involved around titles. It used to be like I don't like you for a specific reason, and like and it didn't have to be about the title, or it, it could have been X, Y, and Z, or it just you know because and we do a lot of the like. You know, this is a matter of just being competitive in the ring until one of us gets mad and then it becomes more personal. But I just want to see kind of more of that, like, a you know, shit, a best of seven or just something that just gives this uh, some reason to not run in this in this circle that it's running in. Just something. Yes, we need people feuding over Japanese shampoo commercials again. Damn it. That's what <laughs> we need. <laughs> That's what we need. Oh, we need something because I am just like, what is going on? Well, just... with that being said, one thing I do like, and where I, I do like where it seems to be going, is this. We, we said it already. Rated up, rated. Listen to me, RK Bro. I almost said rated RK Bro. <laughs> RK Bro and New Day. Um, if this gets to a point where they flip this and have Orton change Riddle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like that's what, that's bring what out the thing. Beast. 
Yeah, bring out the beast and bring out the like the I cut the bullshit and riddle if he can tap into that, like keep his backstage persona, you know, all that. But when the bell rings, you know, mm-hmm. incredible hulk. Like Orton is like, this is all cool backstage. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. Let let me show you how to get it done in the ring. If this brings out mm-hmm. Riddle's beast, great. All here for mm-hmm. it because I love mm-hmm. the little interaction and him pushing down Xavier Woods because Aquatus is kept. Matt Riddle was absolutely in the right there to be mm-hmm. pissed mm-hmm. because Xavier Woods essentially cheated. Um, he distracted Riddle's tag partner with the with Francesca and caused Randy to lose. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. Riddle be upset at that? Agree. Why wouldn't he? So, uh, a storyline that's making sense. Who's writing this? Got to be Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy got the. Uh, I got this. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, I got this. <laughs> yeah, keep your little writers out. over there. Right, I got it. <laughs> the same way that Bray probably is one handling Alexa because I don't know because <laughs> they I don't any nobody that we know is touching that situation because it's too good. It's just it's just too it's just too hilarious. Like the fact that they were like, yeah, let's let her still do her show. <laughs> Tamina had me together. Like, who would want to be on that show? Like, who would want to, like, go, like, it it gave exactly what it needed to give, like, girl, it's creepy in here. Yeah, Tamina was like, uh, uh, can we go now? Because. Not today, Satan. Not today. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. (laughs) I did, I did really like when she asked them what their favorite color was, I was like, oh, that's nice, you know, nice continuity. I love continuity. Um, mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, nobody say red. I knew Natty was going to say pink, obviously. And I'm like, Tamina, yeah. don't say red, girl. <laughs> don't, don't say red. Right? But it, it's pretty obvious now that she's targeting Shayna, which, again, weird. Um. Yeah, not gonna not be weird for me. Um, definitely like some new shit. Definitely like some. Okay. Um, why? Why? Because in mean, what we'll, world? We'll get the like, explanation at some point. Yeah. Definitely, huh? Um. Yeah. And I, I hope this is. I can't. I, hope, I, hope I can't think of any history they have at all. And I, and I want the, you know, the same level of continuity that, you know, that Bray brought to his character because that's what made it like dope. So I don't want it to be any less, you know, like make any less sense. Um, but it already is mm-hmm. kind of strange. It already is kind of like, what is happening? Cause I, I, yeah, mm-mm. not for me, not for me. Don't understand it, but I trust, you know, everything so far with Alexa Bliss, I have no reason to not. Uh, so I'll wait, see, but um we'll we'll wait and see. Um we didn't talk about the pay-per-view yet. Um WrestleMania Dog Cage. Yes. Well, yeah, well, we... not even that. I'm talking about Backlash. Um Yes. Wow, is it much to even discuss? Well, I mean, uh, we, like we know we we know this we know this Smackdown side does what needs to be done. We know that. Um Right. Well, here's the thing. So, the two women's matches love them. Um, and the main event, superb. Roman Reigns, yeah, is the best in ring storyteller there is right now. His matches are so different than everyone else, and it's always refreshing because he's not wrestling all the time. So when he mm-hmm. is, 
he they've managed to make him over there feel like an attraction while he's there every single damn week, cutting a promo every week on our screen every every week, but still feels like an attraction because he's not wrestling all the time. Mm-hmm. And when he does, his style is completely different now. He is literally telling a story throughout his match. And it's just so good. I am. It's compelling. I am enthralled. I, I am paying attention to when Roman Reigns is performing. He is the man right now. I think we said um, in-house Brock um, was what was like one of our first determinations. Like they've got Brock in-house now, um, and I think that that was part of the goal. Is like let's let's replace uh, that level of attraction we have with Brock with somebody that we have here every every week. Um, and everybody seems vested in making sure that he looks amazing because it was a couple of things that during the match, I was, you know, no matches are rarely perfect. Um, but it was a few things that I know Cesaro was working on to make sure that he looked um, more technically gifted than we know Roman Reigns to be uh, in his wrestling mm-hmm. style. And I'm not mad at that. I get I get what the point of that was. The point is to is to present Roman Reigns as well rounded, and so far it's working. Um, but it was it was it was funny because we know that technically you know Cesaro is <laughs> it's just leaps and bounds above most of the roster. Um, but right. he did he did what his job was there to do. Um, he had a very good first main event main event outing, and um, but we knew that the title wasn't going to go on. That that's a that's a that's a story you build for a second, and you want a crowd there, and you want it to be a moment. Hey, um, thank you, Amen. That's where I was going to go to. I can't wait until Roman Reigns is doing these kind of matches in front of a crowd, a, a big crowd who, with a roof on top so we can hear the noise and hear the reaction because mm-hmm. he's going to have people in the palm of his fucking hand from bell to bell wrestling like this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait until the crowds come back. Yeah. I, it's um... going to be that much better. I, I, yeah, yeah, you you have no complaint, no no commentary from me on that. Uh, bring bring it to me. Give me as much of it as you possibly can. Uh, yeah, put it in like a, a, a an udder and and feed it to me like a baby calf. Kids. Well, as you alluded to earlier, we got WrestleMania dog cage coming up. Where the hell is Money in the Bank going? Where the hell is WrestleMania Halliburton going? So WrestleMania briefcase lets me know the move of that to me says they have plans for probably a cash in that night and they want to do it in front of a crowd. That's the only thing that I could, that would, that makes sense to me is that let's move this because we want an immediate cash in that night. So they probably have something big planned for money in the bank or maybe waiting till we have crowds back. You don't get rid of money in the bank. Um, not yet. We know I know we've talked about the, the money in the bank, you know, becoming a little stale here and there. Um, you don't get rid of it. Um, there's ways to mix it up where you get rid of it, but I think that probably is why it's being moved, in my opinion. We're gonna um totally disagree on that one. I I have been tired of money in the bank. Um, I don't need it. Um the allure of the cash in. For me is uh, uh okay whatever at this point let it rest for a while because I honestly it peaked once Seth Rollins for me cashed in because it's like how do you use money in the bank better than that he stole the WrestleMania main event <laughs> like how do 
Yeah. How how is that not everyone's first thought? Highest and of the century. How like I get the okay, an opportunity presents itself where you're guaranteed to win. Okay, yes, come out, cash in, boom, 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 you got your title. But for me, it's like if I have a title match whenever and wherever I want, I'm claiming the WrestleMania main event, whether it's calling my shot or showing up like ding dong, it's me, Bailey, you know, something. Agreed. I'm focused on the WrestleMania main event. So when Seth did that, I was like, thank you. This makes all the sense in the world. And of course it's the architect who did it. Right. So once that happened, I was like, okay, uh, we can let money in the bank rest for a while because at this point, there's not much else to do with money in the bank. The surprise cash-ins have happened. People have failed cash-ins. Uh, we stole the WrestleMania main event. We've made matches, triple threat matches. Um, we've taken it off the money in the bank holder and then cashed it in ourselves. What else is there to do with money in the bank? <laughs> Um, yeah, at this point, the only way you spice that up is, um, and, but the thing about, okay, so here's the thing. You, they haven't made it, they haven't made other titles viable enough where somebody would want or should want to cash in for that. And if you're a singles competitor, you don't cash in for anything but the, but the main title. Um, right. Outside of that, uh, the tag titles are not viable enough for me to go grab a partner and say, hey, I want to cash in for them tag titles. They haven't done anything with them to make them vaulted at all the only thing you can really do now is open it up to nxt and that's kind of it there's really nothing there's really not much else you can do but i will say this it falling into abeyance right now has kind of put a little interest around it for me again because it's like where did it go what just happened because we just knew it was gonna be the june pay-per-view and they said gotcha (laughs) (laughs) well it was scheduled it was on it was on the schedule as money in the bank they said bitch you thought (laughs) <laughs> they they wrapped it right on up, and and one has to think. Well, is it is it because the, what? Who? Oh, sorry, my TV. You have a guest. My TV jumped off. I don't know why I decided to come off mute. No, no guests over here. Guest? We have no there are no guests. There's no sex in the champion, and it keeps doing it. The devil is busy today. Oh my How god! How about you turn it off? Yeah, it's gone. She left the room. She's <laughs> whoa, spirits. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, Money in the Bank. And why they changed the Hell in Cell. You've got to think that it's one of the these two things. They want to uh, finish off and pay off Bobby and Drew in, in the cell. To, or they want to continue the story that started pretty much in the cell with Jimmy and Jay and Roman. I thought about that as well. I thought about that as well, but that's still kind of weird too. It, it is weird because what do you do? You do a triple threat match. Mm. What do you do? Do you do Jimmy versus Roman and run the same angle back? Like I'm, I'm very interested in the Jimmy uh, 
part of this whole story. I'm not interested in his shirt. I don't know who the fuck is going to buy a shirt that says nobody's bitch in big ass bold letters on the front of it. But um, well, what I what I what, what that does say to me is that they're committed to this, like him as this in this story. Like I don't see a swerve coming right now. Like this is him in the story. Now, the, They've gagged us before with stuff like that, though. They now, have. The, the, they the, have. the, the thing that have. jumps into mind, the first thing that jumps into mind is that Jericho, uh, AJ Styles tag team that was once before Jericho turned on him. They had merchandise made for Very like true. a week. Very true. And then Jericho turned on him like the week after the merch got debut. But I agree with you. Um, this. Uh, but the shirt is awful. That that's what I'm. That's the point of that. But I'm very interested in what Jimmy is going to do here, and what Jay is going to do is is Jimmy going to convince Jay to you know slide on over? Is it is it a plot? Are are they all in cahoots already? And you know they just run a game. Like what's there's a lot of different ways this thing could go, and I don't know where. So that's why it's so compelling. Yeah, it definitely has branches. Uh, it can it can really swing in any direction it wants to go. Um, I will say that um, overly dominant champions kind of bore me. But one thing I do like about this particular reign of Romans reigns um, is he grew to this. Like, he's now grown. He's now really, like, like he is now believing the bullshit he's been pontificating. And now his confidence is up. He really believes he's that bitch. And so now, like, he don't need nobody to help him. I got it. Stay in the back. I don't need you motherfuckers in your drama. I can really hold my own now. So I like that he kind of manifested that thing. He's talk, he talked enough shit to where he really now believes it. And is in turn fulfilling said prophecy. So I like that it kind of has taken that swing. So I'm not as mad, but I can be very honest that I do get bored with sometimes long, overly dominant reigns. I can get a little like, okay, but I'm going to trust the story that they're telling with this one because it's been so good so far um, that they may, they'll find a way to kind of swing the pendulum in a way that's like, okay, that, that was perfect story. Cause so far it's, I mean, this is, this is Heyman's hands. It's Heyman's mm-hmm. hands and it doesn't get any, it doesn't fall in any better hands than Heyman's and it, it looks brilliant. So I can kind of, Put that uh, you know, on ice, put that in stasis, um, anesthetize my thoughts on that until we see where this is going. Now, if by SummerSlam we're still doing the same thing, I'm going to be a little bit like, all right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I listen, I, I love long reigns. I love long dominant champions. As long as the story and what you're giving me with this dominance is interesting. I was not into Brock's long dominant reigns because there was really no story other than He's going to come back for a match, win, and then leave for three months. And that's why it's long and dominant. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. this, there, there's just this continuous thread. And now we have this other wrinkle in there that can take us, you know, even further, a couple of more months. And I, I, I am all the way here for Roman Reigns. He is the single most interesting character to me in a mm-hmm. WWE right now. Um, I, I, as I said earlier, his matches are so different. Um, I absolutely love them. There's a million places this this storyline can go, and 
honestly, how can one dispute him after WrestleMania Backlash? Because no Jimmy, no Jay in sight, mm-hmm. clean as a whistle, mm-hmm. beat Cesaro. Mm-hmm. So it's at, at like, point, how do you at, how do you argue against him now? At this point, the last thing he has to do is choke out Naomi to convince Jamie to join, you know, <laughs> the bloodline. He has to he has to do to, to Naomi what he did to Jimmy to get Jada fold. He now has to put her in like some kind of a submission. That's definitely and- not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> on WWE television. <laughs> Can you imagine Roman just choking out Naomi? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe the sponsors just would like, lose their minds. Like just snuffing out the glow. Like, can you imagine when, like if she was coming down the ramp and like getting ready to go into her slide and then bam, Superman punch. Oh my <laughs> God. I can't. The, to, to be clear, that is Roberts underscore rules <laughs> laughing at this not reverse underscore real <laughs> send I'm all just, the hate I, tweets to Roberts <laughs> <laughs> underscore like rules Naomi, like Naomi in a crumpled heap and all that day glow just laying on the ramp <laughs> no, see, no because then Jimmy can't bow down because at that point now Jimmy gotta kill him uh, no because no, that goes the that goes totally the opposite way and oh what is this uh, to you? <laughs> Direct all your hate tweets. Wait, to you, know, you, know, you know that image of Wendy Williams laying down in that pride outfit? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot. That's how I see the right now. Uh, I mean, I, there's no other way to get Jimmy to bend the knee then. I mean, there's, not- there's ways you can. I mean, there's other males he could beat up. You know, <laughs> Who, Rikishi is he gonna be? Able to- <laughs> yes, there's Rikishi. Yes, <laughs> there's Rikishi. There's there's also bring. Not even doing that, you can. I mean, because it's already been done, right? With him and um Jay, you can bring in the family and have a whole. You can have. I I don't know how. Maybe they're waiting. I don't know how we haven't had uh. Uh, Anu, uh, God, I always have to think before I say the name. Anoyi family dinner segment yet. Mm. I don't know how we ain't got that yet. Well, then he could definitely choke out Rikishi. That would, that would, that would be almost as funny as Naomi getting to a man punched. Um, I, I need I need some kind of family reunion segment where that all that depart. <laughs> like, give me, give me story. <laughs> Okay, give me them at the family reunion and everybody running up Jimmy like, yo, you need, like, what's wrong with you? You need to chill. That's the man. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's the head of the table. The, you know, the Wild Samoans already crowned him at Hell in a Cell last year. You know, everybody's bowing down. How we ain't well, get this family done yet? Probably because of COVID. We couldn't do it. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> like, right. can you imagine them having a super spreader barbecue? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> In the middle of all of this, like it would have, it would have been bad. So yeah, they had to. They probably will do that at some point once everyone's vaccinated. Um, but that would have probably been like mm, WWE. You have your immunocompromised <laughs> champion in the middle of a family well, barbecue. I mean, well, well, I mean, it's his family. There, uh, the assumption there is they're already around each other all the time anyway. That's what we kill each other. All pandemic. That's what we kill one another. It's family members. I know. That, <laughs> the, the point is. 
they're probably already around each other often. Oh That's my, my point. God. This so episode would there is be any extra? This episode is taking a turn. There wouldn't be that much extra risk. That that's just my assumption. I'm just saying from for the story that I'm watching, I don't know how we haven't gotten a dinner table with Roman Reigns at the head of the table, and now with this like tension and Jimmy just like what is going on with y'all? Like it, it's it writes itself. It really writes itself. Yeah, because um, Jimmy is kind of undoing. Jimmy is kind of undoing all of their little nonsense about this. Jimmy is very much giving. I ain't bound to shit. You're not putting me out of no family. Like Jimmy is giving very much. Like what family are you putting me out of? Oh, okay. Yeah, you thought um, I am. I am into it. <laughs> I, I kind and I kind of want. I, I, I love the Usos. They have they have been the best tag team in my eyes. And the past few years, I prefer them over any buck or anything else. I kind of want to see what Jimmy can give as a single By star himself. because Jay been Agreed. Jay been killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see singles Jimmy. What, what can what can you give? So I mean, Agreed. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But Agreed. I, I definitely want to see I what like he can it. do. Um, yeah, it's no complaints from me now, at something, all. Something that the the uh, masses did not like. Let's uh, quickly switch gears. I'm going to talk about a little bit of AEW. Um, mm-hmm. and before I get into the main part of AEW, uh, last week, Miro destroyed Darby Allen in the main event of Dynamite, as he should have. It was great. Miro looks like an absolute lunatic, a monster. That man looks tremendous. He needs to wreck and murk everyone they put in front of him at this point. That that heard, is a yeah. star. I heard it was a dog walking. I heard he I heard he went to work. He 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 watered ass out. It wasn't a it wasn't a squash by any means. Um, because you know you, we're still selling and building up Darby as something special. So I get it. Um, I wanted it to be a you know get in there and just like kill that man in 30 seconds one two three but i get why they didn't do it so you know they're serving two masses here um with the darby building but he definitely whooped his ass um in decisive fashion and he he, he looks like a beast he looks like a beast he looked like he can destroy anybody on that roster <laughs> and mm. i am i am here for it um what the children are not here for <laughs> is Cody Rhodes' promo. Oh, yeah. I heard. And <sighs> Cody Rhodes, we found out at the uh, Hall of Fame induction for his father. Uh, that's when everybody took, who the, which son is that? Because that, that boy could talk. Like, mm-hmm. I remember distinctly that being the news that came out of the Hall of Fame. Cody is a tremendous orator. He he his public speaking is it, it's it's great. His promos are great. His voice he has that thing that people like Shawn Michaels has where emotion you can hear emotion in his voice. And I call back to the promo where he lost the match on Raw and got fired, and then uh, he got interviewed backstage and he started talking about the McMahon family's hate for his family and what they put his dad in polka dots and they put his brother in a wig and a gold makeup. And he has never been the same. Like, if you want to see a Cody Rose promo, that's it. Go look at that. Like, 
you could feel the hurt. And he was talking about he's, he has a family to provide for and the McMahons are just playing with his life like that. It was so good. So Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes is a killer promo. The problem with this one was the material. It was a clean cut, white meat baby face, 1980s promo that his father cut a million times and got cheered and praised for. (sighs) Patriotic as hell, but it's 2021. That shit does not, white meat baby faces haven't worked since Austin crashed through the scene. So and NWO, I should give it to them actually because they did it before. Since the NWO crashed through the scene and changed and changed everything really as it pertains to faces and heels, um, at least on a wide scale, because that's the conversation for later. Uh, people like to blame Bischoff for destroying what baby faces should and have always been. I think that's absolute bullshit. There are many examples of cool baby faces well before or cool heels who the crowd didn't want to um, boo well before the NWO, but I digress until later. Um, you're, you're cutting this promo. One, you're making it seem like the birth of your mixed baby is just going to end racism and everything is going to be fine in the world after your mixed little baby is born. Um, you cut this promo telling this man he came over from wherever he's from to America for the American dream and you didn't go to Europe, I believe he said. Europe took duty European dream and he cleaned it up a little saying that's I'm not disparaging Europe um, and the stars that come over there and the athletes that come and he bigged up Pac and a bunch of other you know European stars. Oh. So he cleaned it up a little. But in these times, a patriotic promo is given 45. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's kind of like they've bastardized patriotism more so than ever because it isn't like, you know, this is new, but more so than ever to the point where, like, when you're driving down the road and you see a big American flag on somebody's lawn hanging from their house... Your first thought isn't, oh, wow, proud of their country. It's now it's, oh, is he a Trumper? Right. Is he, that's their new rebel flag because they don't have the balls to put up the actual rebel flag. So they put right. up the American flag. It's a dog whistle. You know, that that's where we are with patriotism at this point. So to cut that kind of promo, that 1985 ass promo on NWA TV on TNT in 2021, mm-hmm. I, it's not it's not hitting, boo. It's, it's, you, you, mm-mm, mm-mm. It ain't, it ain't gave it. what it was supposed to have gave. Yeah, yeah it, no, um, it's not it. It's not it. I haven't even gone to watch. I uh, can't say that I will. You need to. You, you need <laughs> to just to know. You, you really should because it was like, Cody, what are you saying? Like, oh, huh? It's, it's, it's very much gave, you know, I'm going to run for president next. I got you, Trump. You know, uh, you got to listen to it. It's really, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not 2021. That's what it's not. I, um, I, (laughs) just, I don't know what goes through your mind. It, It just, it sounds like it was, from what I understood, it was a good promo that was extremely tone deaf. 
Yes, it was that's, a great promo. <laughs> just that was down. extremely toned up. Yeah, material not good for these times. Let that have been mm-hmm. cut in 1986 in on in Jim in Jim Crockett Promotions. At the NWA TV studio with Tony Schiavone holding the mic, that, that promo of the year. It ain't 1986, and you are not Dusty Rhodes, sir. Yeah, it's it's we're in a different day. And you know, you want to know what's funny is that it probably was like grown adults back then that was scoffing at them promos, but we was just kids in the little bit. Right. So we right. was just like, oh, this is amazing. Like, oh yeah, I love me some Dusty Rhodes and you know, working <laughs> class man and son of a plumber, all that bullshit. And I'm sure it was some grown black folks that was like, sure, this bullshit, right? Oh, but but that's also <laughs> that's also back then where Again, white me baby faces were it. They were over. That is how baby faces were. They were super optimistic, always positive, you know, um, rah rah, hey, hey, you know. Uh, uh, that shit don't work. People think nah, that at this point today. is fake. Yeah, not people today. think that's fake. We've, yeah. We've moved too far past that at this point. Um, so you gotta definitely be careful. Cause it comes off as as toned up and, and you know, and but especially with it being kind of like insinuated that he is a Trumper. Just, it might be okay to just, you know, skate around that, sir. Like, just hit that quarter, hit that curve, and, and let's not let's not do that. Yeah, like I said on Twitter, everything I've said is wrestling-based. It's within the confines of the wrestling world. There's a whole host of other issues when you leave <laughs> the wrestling world and, the, and listen to the shit he was saying, knowing his, you know, shadow Twitter and all that, you know. Whole different story. That's a lot of different other issues. So again, your mixed baby is not changing the world. I, I y'all are having a baby. Congratulations. Beautiful thing. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful, thing. Beautiful gowns. I am proud of you know. I, I mm, more power to you. But you you just have to listen to the promo to get it. It is like what? Okay. What are you saying? Huh? I'll, I'll I'll definitely hit it up and then I'll and I'll circle back and we'll and I'll let you know my my thoughts on that. Um, unfortunate for uh, Mr. Rhodes, uh, Mr. Stardust. So uh, NXT last week did anything? I'm trying to think of what of no. It was NXT. Was that was it Raquel? You no, know, it wasn't. It was before. What was last week on NXT? Last week's NXT was oh, oh. Gosh. was that was that Kieran, uh Victimizing uh, theory or no? I think so. That's how they opened the show. Yes, I, I yeah. think. Ooh, child, this I is bad. Say this. Huh? Yeah, are we are we getting old? What's happening right now? Like, are we literally? I saw a term today that said geriatric millennial. Are we becoming? Is that where we are? Is this what we are? So, because what we do? Um, let me hold. On. Let me see if. <laughs> That's crazy. It was from May 11th. So it was Raquel and um, it was, you know why? Okay. Okay. I got it. We recorded Tuesday night. So we had already Ah, watched NXT. So not only are we not old, not only are we not not geriatric millennials, bitch, it was was back to the future. We were ahead. (laughs) Yes. We recorded on Tuesday night after NXT. So we had already spoken about it when usually we have to wait a week to talk about last week. That's a, shout out to shout out to Kushida. We was back to the future this year. Wow. So yeah, I was so confused because I'm like, I know that was last week. But how could we have talked about that shit already? 
huh? And, and also, I took an edible. Um, shout outs to Wesley for um, giving me an edible. So that might have uh, had a little something to do with that memory uh, blank. But you know, well, I ain't taking shit. So I don't know what that was about for me. I was sitting hella confused. It was giving days of future past. I didn't know what was going uh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, that was really confusing for a second. Yeah, we talked. But we did. We did talk about the yeah, the we we recapped it then when it happened, yes. which was yes. a beautiful time in the Lord. Um. Yes. So NXT tomorrow, we we have a pretty decent lineup. Um. Again, after having a week to revisit, uh, la- you know, last week was it had the lineup on paper. Um. Wasn't really a huge as huge episode as I wanted it to have been. Uh, but again, I trust NXT to rebound from even that because right. they, they, they do SmackDown. Um, we've kind of already covered, uh, last Friday, uh, was good. A lot of mess. And then we went on from there and now, um, Roman Reigns has banished, uh, banished and vanquished both Daniel Bryan and Cesaro to indie darlings to Matt technicians, <laughs> um, have been snuffed out and guillotined to sleep. So, um, who's next for Roman Reigns? Uh, who's next for Roman Reigns? If it isn't Jimmy, then you... I, I don't know. And, see, and that's what my concern is, is that I, I feel know. like we know that the ultimate payoff for Roman Reigns is Jimmy J in that situation. I feel like we still think that the ultimate payoff for Bobby Lashley is Brock Lesnar. So really, we don't anticipate any of these people to actually lift the belt off of them anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for me, that's the that's that odd low, low space. And I know that post-mania, this is kind of what we go through. We go through this until about give or take SummerSlam. We may get a shakeup here or there, like Night of Champions, mm-hmm. um, you know, things of that, things of that nature. But um that's kind of a it's kind of a weird spot for me, but I mean we'll be in June soon. August will be here before we know it. I guess. Well, well but. you know the thing is, <clears throat> Brock Lesnar could honestly be the end game for either Brock, I mean, for either Bobby or Roman. He, you can plug a, him into either one of those. It makes sense. I don't disagree. It's a better story for Bobby. Um, I think it, it depends on what you do with Heyman, though. You know what I'm saying? Very, like, very, there's very the true. Heyman factor. No, there's there is that. You can't um, tell um, me Heyman the way Heyman sell every goddamn thing that from <laughs> the way he be staring at him from me. behind. Ugh. The way he stares uh, behind, like the way he first the way he carries the belt out like a newborn is yes. just yes. beyond. And the hysterical. way he responds to Roman, like, but oh shit, I gotta like whatever he like when he looks at him, he's like, Oh shit, let me move. And you know, it's just uh, No, but I love I love when he stands back and stares at him like a cross between a proud father and a, an ovulating woman. Like it's a it's a very <laughs> odd stare and I just I eat it up. I eat it up every time it's, he it's is tremendous. Literally one of the most brilliant wrestling minds I have ever he and I I'll tell you this, like Bobby Heenan held a very sacred space for me for a long time. Jim Ross held it for a, for a shorter period of time, but Jim Ross held a moment there too. Paul Heyman has been one of my favorite people and personalities in wrestling for so long. Hence, the, hence my name on this podcast. Um, I just adore that amazing Jewish man. I truly do. <laughs> I truly, truly do. He, he's he great. So the conniptions he has at ringside when Roman is in trouble. Um, saying <laughs> same thing he did with Brock. So just imagine. For a second, him stuck in the middle and having <laughs> like across from hard cam, just 
reacting to Brock versus Roman. Yeah. <sighs> it's a different it match now. Amazing. It would be yeah, a different it's match a now completely sure. different match. Yes. Yeah, it's a different match now. But uh, and and, and it will have to happen at some point uh, with Roman going over. But I think also we're gonna have the pit stop. Well, what is what is Seth doing right now? They kind of well, um, go ahead. It seems to me he's headed for the cell with uh, Cesaro. I mean, after that kind of ass whooping. Yeah. But now, now again, we have, uh, you know, that 50-50 booking situation. Uh, He kind of needs to beat Cesaro this time. What does he? Why? Uh, I mean... He he. If anyone can take a loss, it's him. But that's the same right. argument I think that they have for for Oscar. Is that you know Oscar can take a loss? No big deal. No, no, no. See, the problem there is that Seth Rollins has never, ever been badly booked, no matter what he's been doing. No, Oscar has been booked like shit for two years now. So when <laughs> she goes on this losing spree, there's a problem. You know, and you feel it. It impacts her. Seth Rollins is Teflon. He could lose at Hell in a Cell decisively, and he'll be perfectly fine the next day. And the next month, he could be in the title picture, and no, no. one would bat an eye. No, but with that being said, they they book Oscar like she's Seth Rollins. <laughs> they, right, like they, they still press go. And the thing about it is, is we've mentioned more about her losing streak than even they have. Corey will kind of touch on which Oscar are we going to get, but they haven't even fully like committed to this binary concept that sometimes she's on, sometimes she's not. What's the reason? What's causing the, this or that? You know, they haven't even really like, you can know that's just Corey trying to connect it for us because he's a fan, but like they've not even written like uh, about, they have not even regarded this as a losing streak for her to come back from to even begin with. So, yeah, I mean, speaking to just her, how shit she's looked. But with that right. being said, they're still, you know, still pressing forward and using her as a pillar of the main, of the women's main event uh, scene as if she, you know, is Teflon. They, I think so. That's, you know, that's my, that's my argument. The issue there is that th- this is a matter of them thinking wins and losses don't really matter in professional wrestling, which is complete and utter bullshit. Um, it might not matter with some people, but you have to reach a certain point to when wins and losses don't matter. And then the funny part is you can reach an even further point where your losses don't really matter for you, but they matter for the person who beat you. Case in point, John Cena. There was mm-hmm. a point where he, he reached a point and Undertaker, you know, those type of people. Where if they lose, okay, it doesn't matter. They're going to go on a roll. They're going to go on a hot streak very soon after that. It doesn't matter that they lost. They are who they are. But, mm-hmm. and however, the person that beat them gets nuclear. the rub of all rubs from that. New, nuclear. So John Cena at SummerSlam, you know, okay, John Cena lost. But, oh, my God, AJ Styles beat John Cena. Right. But in order, like, you have to establish somebody and submit them before they're in that space. Yes, and I absolutely. think that I, I think that they believe Oscar is in that. Space. I think that they've over-rationalized the space that they've put her in and they believe that she's in that same kind of space. Because I can see some of what they probably have as an argument. Like, there are only certain people that hold wins over Oscar. They're like, like, like the rest of the roster ain't beating that bitch. 
Um, but it is like three to four people in a mix given that have a couple of wins or can get wins over Oscar. Well, maybe just three. But with that being said, um, it's they they've not booked her strong enough to survive that. I don't. I, I think that they think that they have. She was that in NXT. She was that yeah, for about Lynch, but that, a yeah, year. Triple H did that. Right. Uh, <clears throat> she was that for about. The problem is when like, and I'm not saying losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania, losing a streak to Charlotte at WrestleMania, um, was a big mistake and was started her downfall. No, not following up on that was her downfall and was the problem. Her streak had to end somewhere. And if not Mm -hmm. WrestleMania against one of the top, arguably the top female on your roster, then to who? Um, The problem always lies in the follow-up. And I made mention of it last week. Cesaro's going to lose at WrestleMania Backlash. He's going to look great losing. Roman Mm -hmm. is going to give him the things. And Cesaro's going to perform and know how to get over in a loss. Mm -hmm. All that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. What they do with Cesaro now is what fucking matters. Because if he disappears now or he goes back to wrestling Chad Gable every week doing nothing, (laughs) then then this match with Roman ain't going to have meant shit. Yeah, I mean, he he has to be Seth in order to stay in between Seth and Roman uh, in terms of like on that tier. Um, and and but at the same time, like the week after, Seth needs to come out and stomp everybody. Like Seth has to come out yeah, and well, just yeah. come stomp everybody, everybody. Like the announcers, the cameramen, like uh, bitch and catering, like the seamstress, like everybody's getting stomped this week. That, and that's the point. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love you, Naomi. Naomi Bertha Faye. But that's the <laughs> point, right? Seth can do that. Cesaro mm-hmm. can't afford stuff like yes, that. Cesaro, yes. you know, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just looking like, but I just don't trust them to turn around and 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 take care right. of something on the back, even though he, he is the most Teflon in this discussion. Um, but he can run, we can because we can always run it back after that. Cesaro was like, listen, mm-hmm. you barely beat me. You barely beat me. And I got a huge victory at Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins again, and I'm undefeated. Yes, run this. Seth can't beat Cesaro. There's always somebody that somebody can't figure out. Mm-hmm. But with that Seth being is said, that for Roman. <laughs> Why no, not have Cesaro be that for Seth? Go ahead. But with, but with that being said, Rhea is not that for Oscar. No, no, no. I wasn't talking about any of that. I wasn't talking no, about no, that. No, but, no, yeah. no. I agree, but I think that's what they, they, they think. I think they want Rhea to be that for Oscar, but Rhea should sit there and eat her food because she ain't got the goods. The material is not there for Rhea to yeah. be this thing that Oscar can't figure out. Yeah, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I got nothing to say about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, she mm-hmm. is not it, but Cesaro can definitely be it for Seth. Oh and yeah, no, I, turn, I, I would love that. I would love but that. But Seth is it for Roman. Like now, that's a running in circles that's interesting and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's something you can because then you get to like Seth was like, all right, listen, I'll let you do your thing for this damn long, but it, I want I want that belt back. Like, <laughs> bro, I ain't gonna oh, just let you rock this whole time. There's gonna be imagery of like Seth burning a table. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like that standoff. <laughs> like, that yeah. standoff was definitely for future images and stuff. Um, at WrestleMania backlash before Seth attacked Cesaro. But you can have mm-hmm. that, but then you can have 
Cesaro step in like, hold up. Because if Seth right. is in this title picture, he ain't beat me once. I done beat this fool three times, once in a cell. And right. Roman, you barely beat me. So if I beat him, I think I can beat you. <laughs> and it's, and right. now we got a very interesting triple threat because yes, Roman can't do. figure out Seth. Seth can't figure out Cesaro. Roman can barely figure out Cesaro. Now can Cesaro figure out how to work them against each other? Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Listen. And if, and if at that point we, somebody has won the WrestleMania briefcase, then we're really going to be in for some mess, especially if it's one of them damn twins. Oh. <laughs> like, well, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, they have different haircuts now, but I was getting ready yeah, to say, yeah. what, if, what if Jimmy <laughs> won it, but Jay stole it and cashed it? <laughs> I knew you were about this. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? Now, that's how you spice up money in the bank, bitch. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> no wrong, man. I mean, that that is an amazing one-night thing because it, there's an obvious solution to that, you know, that anybody with a brain would use. Um... I, that wasn't a legal match because he's not Jay Uso, so give me my belt back, right? This, but that's a that's a tremendous one night like pop and <laughs> and you know I, I yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, but there's also ways to navigate that this is like this is it's his or like or like it's an abeyance. Now he's gonna now we have a, a, a triple threat and it, it's Jimmy J Uso and whoever the champion. But like there's ways to still make that a thing or a fatal four way. Like it's ways to still make that. They've done kookier shit. Right? No, absolutely, so, absolutely. The way Roman yeah. has all these triple threats <laughs> lined up, <laughs> that's just riding themselves in this big Brock match down the line. This and then we there's also Big E. Bitch, there's also The Rock. There's also The There is a ton. And that's why I still love this long dominating champ because there's so many places they can go to for the person. There are five contenders for the to be the person, maybe six, to finally knock Roman off his chair. The twins, Jimmy and Jay, you got Seth, you got Cesaro, you got Big E, you got Brock, you got Rock. There's seven mm. people that you can make a very, very Com- obvious and clean story to get to. Oh no, there's a, there's compelling cases for everything. For there's all, a, there's there's a compelling case for all of it, and it starts whenever Roman chokes out Naomi. Uh, okay, thank you for joining us <laughs> this week on the Cash It Podcast. <laughs> That is Roberts underscore rules on the Twitter. I am reverse underscore rel. You can follow Ooh. us at the cash shit um, on with Twitter the under- with, with the, the underscore. underscore I got it. I got it. You mm. sit over there. You in timeout. Hell, <laughs> you in timeout with the underscore for the I. <laughs> and be on the lookout. For our cash out tournament. No, no, no. We ain't no, we ain't signing off yet because I gotta talk about this. Uh, some of you motherfuckers in these votes. <laughs> some of you motherfuckers in these votes. I am already sick to my stomach with this tournament. When I got issues. People, I must, when the people God, voted off, when the people voted off Satan's sister, I knew that we were in dire straits. When I saw the Hollywood blondes were gone, I said, so taste is not in the building. I was I was already concerned, and some then some more qualified. But I love that we did it. It was chaos. It was the chaos that we wanted. <laughs> and now you and I have to mitigate 
and go through probably about three to four rounds of getting down to one of the best themes. And just for, you know, uh, posterity and future reference, we've already said amongst ourselves, and we'll say it to you right now, this is an exclusive, a Missy Elliott exclusive. We're going to say to you right now, the Graveyard Symphony is it. And argue with your mama and your bald head daddy about it. Whatever wins is pretty much up against the Graveyard Symphony. So with that being said, um, I say that now so that you understand me not being lenient on Dark Side Version 2, the Ministry Mix, and so that you all have context of what we're looking at in regards to things. Um, it's about, you know, sonically where it is. It's about the impact it has. It's about its, its transformability. It's about its adaptation. It's the musicality. It's, it's, the, it's the bounce. It's the bop. It's the things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, I got and, a lot to say about it that I'm going to save because there are some songs for me that should be here. Um, <laughs> there are some songs that are just so iconic and so up there and I just don't understand. And then I had a, a small, a, a mini heart attack when I saw Break the Walls Down versus My Time because what the <laughs> fuck? That is the main event in any country, in any territory, on any night. <laughs> on any Billboard chart. I mean, yeah, it's also, it's, yeah, I gagged. And it was all done by a randomizer. So, like, we had no hand in it. We just, we, we picked 74 or however many songs. We picked a bunch of songs. But whatever we didn't use that was left over, we'll, we'll put uh, in the next time we do another volume of it. Because uh, there's still a lot of songs that are left over. But um, we picked all the songs we could. We threw them in a randomizer and we let you guys vote on the qualifying matches and they give us 32 seats and we're going to break that down and, and go round by round and we'll be giving you those episodes in the very near future. I'm excited about it. It's going to be beyond hilarious. So, um, yeah, there's that on that. There's that on that. So, I think, are we done? Yeah, yeah, I think we're done. I just, uh, you know, I was starting to sign off because you was in in punishment on timeout, but then that popped into my head. I don't know how, so I had to bring it back. So well, you know, I, right I, had it, I had it on my list. So I, I, okay. I had it on my list, but I'm so glad that you decided to uh, to segue into that <laughs> and let the Lord move you in a mighty way. Yeah. yeah. So um, again, you can find us at reverse underscore real Roberts underscore rules on the tweeters and the cash it with the underscore in place of the I and beyond that. We'll see you guys later and signing off. This is the Cash Shit Podcast.